You can't see me, but I just started dancing. Oh, it's 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 a feel good jam. I mean that uh, Jock Jam's original one. It is well fitting. We are here in Championship Week. It's been a long time coming. Um, sorry we took off last week. I think two weeks. Um, two weeks, whatever it was. But we are back, and it is time to go through. And we had to talk about the the final game. Are you ready for this, Dan? How have it's you been? Super, it's Super Bowl time, man. It's good. I had a great Christmas. Life was life was good. Got to see you and the family. I got to see a lot of people that I, that I know, care, and love. So it was a it was a good time. Lots of food, lots of booze. But yeah, man, how was how was Isaac's first Christmas? It was wonderful. He was the star of the show. He stole many hearts per usual. Um, it's kind of just amazing having a kid and how just how quick everything changes um and priorities and all that stuff but it was it was amazing i can't wait for the next year um just to see how they continue to evolve but it was awesome hell yeah man but but the super bowl is here did santa make any more appearances by the way nope santa santa retired for that other than other than driving the sleigh full of presents down for my mom and my sisters and then you know getting ready to to celebrate with with my old man is it, it's it's a fun time. Maybe um, Santa can like make a delivery to like one of whoever the winner is, since they're both like local. Well, we can see what can happen with that. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. Just to drop off the drop off the trophy. You never know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's talk about the championship game after three weeks of playoffs. You know, hard fought activity. It's it's interesting. We've got one team here that I don't think is any surprise. He's been arguably the best team all year. Like he's gone wire to wire as that person. And then there's the surprise, the wild card, the Cinderella that is here facing off with a chance to win it all. Of course, I'm talking about Stefan's team taking on Jair's team. Um, Damn, what are just kind of your quick high level thoughts of this matchup? I mean, this is wow. Just, I mean, good for Jerry kind of getting back here and, you know, Mm -hmm. going through where, where I think he had a lot of shade or doubt thrown his way on his rebuild team. And, you know, he sped it up maybe a little bit, but he's in a championship game. He's guaranteed himself money. Unlike, I mean, what are we down to? Uh, Unlike eight others of us where we're just donating money to these guys with it, he's getting paid this year. And at the end of the day, I mean, when you're throwing away money, getting the return on your investment is pretty fucking awesome. And you're right. I mean, Jerry's got the uphill battle here against the powerhouse that we had arguably going into this um, with Stefan. Stefan had a couple players on his roster that came to many different levels this year, potential record breaking levels. So it, it I mean, it's going to be an interesting matchup to this. We're still a couple days away from, any COVID possibilities that have ravished the first two weeks of the season, but mm-hmm. who knows? But new test or new policy in place. So I don't know if it'll necessarily be as big of an issue as we've seen in the past with the shorter window, but you're right. Hopefully, you know, at this point you can't afford to see anyone test positive because they aren't playing. Yeah. Even five days at this point in time, you're, you're yep. done. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, I mean, I think just high level stuff. I mean, Stefan finished the year 26 and two by far the best record in the league. And he backed that up with, you know, almost 2,500 in points scored 
to put that in perspective, no other team broke 2,200 points. His gap between himself and second place, which was Zane, is 312 points, roughly. Um, to put that into perspective, going from Zane to 312 points below would put him, doing the math real quick, don't mind me, do, do, do. Oops, that's incorrect. Carry the two. Divide by pi. Yep. Um, he'd be at 1,865 points, which would drop him from second to um, four, seventh? Uh, yeah, seventh. Yep, five seventh. Below him. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, Stefan's team has just been head and shoulders above everyone all year. Um, and, you know, we saw kind of like throughout the first two weeks of the playoffs, Stefan's been extremely healthy. You know, this time of year, as you know, we'll talk about just high level some matchups. Like getting to this point involved a lot of luck in terms, and also having a good roster. Um, and Stefan, these first um, these two weeks of the playoffs, he's obviously been you know his good normal self. I mean, last week he had or week one he had a bye, so he didn't have to worry about like the that crazy COVID week of madness. But then week two he just destroyed Kevin. 176 points to Kevin's 96. Um, this is, you know, kind of what we saw Stefan do all year. Um, COVID really was not a concern for Stefan's roster. Um, you know, guys I like Chubb, Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, they did their thing. Joe Mixon had a huge game. I mean, this was just par for the course for Stefan's team. Yeah, and I, I talking with Stefan, too, Stefan's very fortunate he had a bye with it because that week 15, his roster shit the bed. It was not good. I mean, when you look at week one, if he didn't, hypothetically, both Adam and Kevin, you know, would have outscored him. But again, you know, he earned that buy. Yep. And when you earn that buy, that's that's a huge advantage. Not having to play a game just in general in fantasy is huge. But this year, with all the injuries and the COVID-related stuff, it was just an added bonus for sure. Yeah, 100%. Do we know where Stefan's loss came from? Um, Not off the top of my head. Let me see if I can find it quickly. I'm, yeah, I'm going through. I'm going through weeks as well, trying to figure out who the fuck beat him. So he lost to Kevin week two. Um, he still got the. He lost the head to head. He still finished top six, yep. and he also lost week four by less than two points, one point five points to Adam's team. Crazy. So just two head to head losses, and first and, one came by twenty points. The second one came by less than two points. And both those guys ended up being the being in playoffs. So. Yep. So he, yeah, yeah, crazy. He he took care of business when it mattered. Every week he took care of business. Mm-hmm. Put himself put himself at least seventeen weeks. He scored in the top half every single week. That's fucking impressive. Or sixteen weeks. Sorry, we're in week seventeen. Yeah. And then when we flip over to the other side. The you know coming in and from the Avengers division or Avengers conference, we have Jir's team. And Jer, obviously, coming into the year, there were definitely some question marks with his team. He made some moves to kind of go for it, and then he kind of walked it back and really didn't make moves. Um, and, you know, through trials of tribulation, whatever you want to say, he made the playoffs. Um, but his kind of path to the playoffs wasn't quite as dominant as Stefan's. Um, it was a nail-biter for some portions of it. Um you know, Jared had a little bit of luck to get to that point. You know, he was only fourth in points scored in the division, not even in the top three, but he was fortuitous to have um, a little bit of a lighter schedule. 
the um, least amount of points scored against him. Yeah, but at the end of the day, fantasy, you need some luck. You need some things to go your way. And then when they do go your way, you hey, you know, people can say whatever caveats they want. Yep. At the end of the day, it's the results that matter. And Jer, maybe he did have luck, but at the end of the day, he won. You know, week one of the playoffs, he took on me. My team shot the bed. 108 points, which is, you know, very frustrating. That is the second lowest point total of the year for me. Yeah, that's rough. I scored 107 it's, and I set my lineup. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> it's unfortunate, but but he took care of business. And then on week two, going up against Zane's team, dominated. Uh, yep. 140 points to 105 for Zane. And Zane, kind of similar situation. Let me. I'm trying to pull up his schedule real quick, but I don't believe. I believe this was Zane's lowest scoring week of the season. Let me just confirm. Yeah, I can buy you a little time as you. Yeah, that was his. That was Zane's lowest point output of the season. So, I mean, again, we talk about luck. Goes up against me, my second lowest score of the season. Goes up against Zane, Zane's lowest score of the season. But he gets the win. And if Cheer does pull off this win in the playoffs, in the championship game, no one is going to remember whatever luck. They're just going to remember that he's a champion. Yep. I mean, it's. It, I mean, we're... This is what year, year three, three? year three mm-hmm. for us. Stefan's Stefan's got a belt, right? He won year one, the and inaugural last, championship. Last year was Zane. Zane. Mm-hmm. So Stefan could become a two-timer here, or we could see our third champion happen. And I mean, this is why we play the game. Everything other than one is on Sunday. Um, it's one of those ones where you, you almost want to have somebody go on Sunday. You all, like you almost feel like you've got that little insurance piece to it. Mm-hmm. But well, I'm yeah, absolutely for sure. I mean, it's there's nothing worse than I think having that Monday night game and or I, I having mean, to wait for that little bit of action to come through. So, so my question for you is: is would you rather be up with your opponent having one person to play, or down with you having a player still to go? <laughs> Assuming it's realistic, I would yeah, realistic. Have, yep. I would rather have one player to go just so that way I don't have to root for someone to not to do something. Okay. I'm always uh, let's when in doubt, let's bet the over. Let's have the excitement. So let's bet for the production to happen. Um, I, yeah, I really bet, but that's the mindset. Well. I yeah, that's the mindset I rather have though. Yep, driver's seat is always I think the best way to go. Big time. So when we look at this matchup, I mean, just right off the cuff, everyone can see. Stefan is projected to outscore Jerry by 45 points right now. Yep. Let's just deep dive. Let's go at each team. You're going to handle Jerry's team, we'll, and we'll let you start off. How's his roster looking? You know, what matchups is he currently going with? You know, starters is he going with? Are there any maybe intriguing options on his bench that he should maybe consider? Where are we sitting at with Jerry? Yeah, so let's start immediately at the quarterback position here. So Jalen Hurts at Washington, Zach Wilson, home against Tampa Bay. Those are some Interesting. pretty rough matchups when you think about just looking at who they're going up against. With it, Washington I mean, really hasn't been a slouch for most kinda, of the year. Tampa Bay's beat up. I kind of disagree. I feel like the Hurts, ha- I think Washington isn't really, is all bark, no bite. They... They're a little bit beat up themselves. I think this is actually a pretty decent matchup for Hertz. And when you look at where the Eagles sit, 
Eagles need to win. Eagles need to continue playing well. I don't know. I actually, I'm a bit more optimistic with this matchup for Hertz. Um, I'm not super optimistic with the Zach Wilson yeah. side of things, though. So week week 15, Washington, Hertz scores 26.6 points. Mm-hmm. Two, three scores, two of them being on the ground, so you get the extra four points there, which is super, super nice. And obviously, Zach mm-hmm. Wilson hasn't gone up against Tampa Bay as they're different different conferences. But there's the one option that we have on the flip side with it is Taysom Hill against Carolina, home yep. against Carolina. And on the flip side, sack of shit Sam Darnold, which I think is <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about it. It's fucking yep. it's fucking rough there. There in my eyes, there's a lot of play for the gimmick, and it sucks to say with it, but Carolina's not good. Yeah. And with with the Saints still fighting for a playoff spot, I'm probably leaning that we're starting Taysom Hill over Zach Wilson. And I think that's that to me, that's a pivot that Jerry looks to make. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you because I think so. Here's the question. I think if you're Jerry and you need to ask yourself, there's two things that need to happen this season, this this week. One, it's out of your control, but you need Stefan's team to disappoint. Like yep. when you look at Jerry's team. Jerry, if if Stefan hits his 187 points, which that is a very high number, probably won't happen. But if let's just say it does, when you look at Jerry's team, if my freaking phone would open properly, <laughs> when you look at Jerry's like schedule and what he's done this year, he has only broken 180 80 points, just 180 points once this year, just once. He scored 186 points in week five. So that's the highest point total, and that isn't even enough to break what Stefan's projected to do. Now, of course, miracles can happen, things can happen, but I think at the bare minimum, you need Stefan's team to disappoint. And I and think then, you have a, a bigger upside play, too, with that. Well, that, that's and where that's, you look at it. Yep. You're, you're cutting me off. You're stealing my thunder. That's what I'm here for. Uh-huh. But yeah, you're exactly right. I think you then you need, you need your guys to have the you want to maybe go with the riskier plays and you want to see them break kind of their projections, guys that can exceed it. So I think Hertz obviously is a no brainer. He has to be started, but between Wilson and Simeon, who's the guy that you'd be less shocked to score 25 points this week. Simeon, he's, be, not gonna, yeah. he's not going to start, but uh, or, Taysom, Hill. Taysom Hill, Taysom yeah. Hill or Zach Wilson, who's going to be the guy that you're, you're less. No, I'm not <laughs> that you're less surprised scores 25 points i i mean Taysom hill would be less than that zach wilson yeah. Tampa bay is, the, is there and and you're right this is this has to be an upside play yeah so i mean i'm kind of with you i think i mean i know zach wilson he had that huge run last week and it really saved his performance against uh the jacksonville jaguars at what was it a mm-hmm. 60 year touchdown run just one play got him 12 points yep. but i don't know i i think i go with Taysom hill i'm with you yep all right, what um, else we got? Okay, so the, we get to the running back situation. This is where life has kind of caught up with with Jerry and some of these pieces with it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fournette, injured reserve. Henderson. Saving IR. grace, though. Saving yep. grace, though. He's got Ronald Jones. Yeah, he has Ronald Jones, which is, which is super awesome. Mm-hmm. James Robinson, IR, Achilles, rip. Which means that the eligible pieces that he had on his – roster currently before he made free agent moves were Darius Johnson and Mike Davis. Yeah. 
brutal. I I love the Rex Burkhead pickup here. I, I understand he went fucking hamsky last week with 22 rush attempts and he found the end zone twice. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Might as well roll the dice. Play the upside piece here. They're going to rely on him. I, that's what has to happen yeah. with it. Like, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to find a guy on championship week, that's at least going to get a shot. Rex Burkhead for a shitty team is going to be that team. And everybody I loves agree. to play spoiler and Ronald Jones against the jets is a very, very, very good matchup for Ronald Jones. But I, for all your pivot options, Rex Burkhead to me for the other two options that is available. This is a hundred percent the correct start. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I there's, I'm not even going to add anything else. All right. Wide receiver wise, Jerry's starting five of them this week. DK, mm-hmm. Renfro, Waddle, St. Brown, and Mooney. So I'm going to start with probably the guy that nobody wants to start with is, is I'm, I'm on Ron St. Brown. Yep. What a, what a last couple weeks he's had in the playoffs here, scoring over 23 points in both matchups in the playoffs. Yeah. Jared Goff is questionable at the current moment to play, mm-hmm. which is not a very encouraging piece to it. But Waddle's been everything spectacular under the sun. Same DK's Brown. been well. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm oh, going down the okay. list here. Yep, yep. 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 Jalen Waddle's been unbelievable, absolutely Huge unbelievable for sure. Huge. With it, Renfro has had a couple rough weeks compared to what we normally see out of him. But but. But nice Darren Waller's not Darren yep. Waller's not playing this week. He's officially out. So that's that's good. And as great. much as it pains me to say this, the Bears have a shot this week. And that's very scary because I fucking hate the coaching staff, but that's a juicy matchup for Darnell Mooney. It really is. Bench-wise, Robert Woods on IR, that sucks. Zach Pascal hasn't been really what you want to see out of that that's been def- dominated by by Pittman. Mm-hmm. Scotty Miller takes a huge step back with Brown coming back. Hamler's on IR. Chenault's on COVID quarantine, but I don't know if he's going to clear in time or not. So we'll, that'll be an interesting one to kind of look at, but that's what he's got. And with the five guys he's got in there, cool. I'm in. I like it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else worth debating. Um, your bench is limited right now. Hopefully yep. there's no scratches, but I think the starters that he has among those wide receivers, I think those are kind of the no-brainer starts. Yeah, and we get to the final spot here in Nick Russo's ever so favorite position in the tight end. Irv Smith's on IR. That sucks. So you've got Fearmouth Monday night against Cleveland, and then you've got the guy that he's starting right now in Kyle Pitts, and I'm not sitting Kyle Pitts for anything, understanding that he's got a tough matchup against Buffalo. And I just, I think you roll with the guy that you took second overall for a reason. And you say, you know what, man, here you go. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. I mean, I know, I think I want to say he benched him in the first round of the playoffs. Yep, um, almost, you know, didn't quite come back to bite him, but the free move play didn't work out. I think you're right. I think this kind of goes back to the argument with um, Taysom Hill versus, you know, Zach Wilson. It's the upside, right? I think Freermuth is safe. If he does play against Cleveland, could be Big Ben's final home game. He's probably going to get you the 10 to 12 points. But Kyle Pitts, even in a tough matchup against the Buffalo Bills, he could go off. 
he could get a long touchdown. He's hasn't really scored any touch or he has very limited touchdowns this year, but he's just an explosive enough guy that he can score from really anywhere on the field. And he could get you that 22 point outburst or something crazy that Jared's going to need if he wants to get a win this week. There's no way in my world I'm sitting and benching tight end five in the league of top five tight end for tight end 13. I just, I just don't think it happens. I, I think minus the one tweak Jerry makes in his roster and then, you know, sacrificing a live chicken right before kickoff. And, <laughs> you know, I just, just immediately go back to the, to the, to the major league where, you know, they bring a bucket of KFC fried chicken so that, mm-hmm. so that Joe, so that Joe Boo can wake up bats. Um, Jerry's Jerry needs to wake up the bats. So when you look at Jerry's team, is there a player or players that like, or maybe a matchup or a game that you just, you kind of are marking right now that this right here, like we need to see, you know, I, I see Seattle and Detroit are playing like DK and Armand Ross St. Brown. Like, do they need to go for like 50 points or like, is there something like that or a guy that needs to step up? To me, to me, this the matchup here relies on three things. It's the it's, you said the first one. It's a Seattle Detroit game. You want that game to be as high paced as it can be for as many points as you can go with. Number yep. two, Rex Burkhead needs to have another week like he had last week. That's where that starts. And number three, everything runs through Ronald Jones. It has to because on the other side, Stefan's got two other Tampa Bay Buccaneer players that if they're not getting the pieces because Ronald Jones running the ball, that's points in your favor that you're stealing from your opponent. He's my Ronald Jones is my X factor the entire matchup here. I think that's a really solid call. Um, I think for me, kind of the biggest X factor for Jair's team, I mean, obviously, you need the obvious people. Like Jalen Hurts needs to have a great game. You know, Ronald Jones, I think just by default, he has to have a big game just because of the matchup. You know, Waddle, St. Brown, they need to continue doing their things. DK Metcalf, the last seven games of the season, he has a total of 57 points. He's averaged in that stretch eight points a game. He has only broken double digits three times. The highest point total was last week at 12.1 points. DK Metcalf needs to have a huge game. I don't know what's going on in Seattle or how the situation right now is where it is. But DK Metcalf needs to go for 20, 25, 30 points. We need a huge DK Metcalf game if you're Jer. This is like, you need your studs to be studs. DK Metcalf has to be a stud. So that's my biggest one for him. Yeah, I I mean, for as much as we're going to talk about Jerry having an uphill battle, Jerry's got a lot of talent that when when they have the games we expect them to have, make him very competitive in these matchups. Yeah, I mean, outside of like really the Rex Burkhead RB2 situation, it's a solid matchup. Like the guys, you you know, you talk, you touched on Waddle, you touched on St. Brown, you know, those guys are hot. And there's really, I mean, the St. Brown, the only thing that worries me about him is the fact that I think Swift is going to be back this week. Um, this hot stretch that St. Brown has had, I don't think swift or hawkinson have been playing so he's kind of been the only guy so that'll be interesting to see how it works but um hopefully that continues for jerry's sake yeah i yep jerry jerry's not jerry's i think the fact that he's making money this year is very encouraging and regardless of the outcome of what jerry does this week he's made more money than 11 other people or 10 other people in this league 
Yeah, without knowing the um, yep. high score situation. Yep. And who's placed for that. But yeah, absolutely. He's in the, the top four, we'll say, um, for sure. Um, all right. On the other side, Stefan's team. You know, Stefan, if if Jer's David, Stefan's Goliath. Um, and when you look at Stefan's team, I mean, right off the back, I mean, are there are there injuries? I mean, yes. Wentz, Wentz is on like, COVID. Wentz, Wentz has the COVID list, but he might even be back this week. Um, Dan Arnold is out, I think. But outside of that, I mean, this has just been a very, very healthy roster for Stefan's team. You know, very fortunate in that regard. I mean, Zane kind of made the comment, I think, you know, a few weeks back, him and Kevin were talking, and it was just, oh, just be healthy. I mean, you, and I'm paraphrasing exactly, but like Stefan's team has been healthy all year. Like he really hasn't had to worry about, you know, guys being out for extended periods of time. And the funny thing is, I mean, Stefan has a very deep team, so he could have managed those things, but it hasn't, it hasn't really come into question. So, I mean, when you look at his lineup and who he's considering, I mean, start at quarterbacks. I mean, Tom Brady going up against the Jets, Kirk Cousins going against the Green Bay Packers. If Carson Wentz is back, he's going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, for me, I think obviously you're starting Tom Brady, you know, against the Jets. That he always torches the Jets. It's got to be, you got to be feeling good about that situation. Um, I still think you go Kirk Cousins, even though it is Green Bay and it is a primetime game, which who knows with what Kirk Cousins you're going to get. But, I mean, Wentz has been solid, but I don't know if you feel great about starting him, especially in a matchup in against the Raiders that could be a little bit tough. Yeah, so I, the, the only reason Cousins is in the lineup here is because Stefan has to start him with the, with the pieces here. And I say has to start him in aspects as I've talked to Stefan about this, he, he pro- if there's no way that if, if Wentz is healthy, that he's going to start cousins. He's just a green Bay fan. That's just what it's going to come down to. Interesting. With, but the interesting pieces is, is week 11, 24.24 points against the Packers with the granted they yeah. were at home, but he threw for 341 yards and three touchdowns. Um, That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I guess if I, if Stefan does that, I respect him for benching Kirk Cousins, but Cousins is a top 15 play this week. Um, I can't, even if Wentz does start, I can't imagine him being anything better than like a top 22 or top 24 play this week. It's a tough matchup. Um, QB 15 against QB 10. Well, you can toss out all the averages you want, but there's different matchups this week. And oh, yeah, I no, think the, yeah. the Raiders defense is a little more difficult of a matchup than the Packers defense for quarterbacks so far this year. I agree. I, th- I I think cousins is the play as well, unless you're going to bench him out of spite for one of the other positional players that you potentially have deep, deep, deep in your bench. Yeah. All right. Then we move on to running backs and he's got Najee Harris going up against Cleveland. That is a Monday night game. He's got Joe Mixon going up against Kansas city and on his bench, he also has another Monday night match, or not on his bench, in his flex spot. He's got Nick Chubb going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Um, when you look at his bench, I think the only other running, well, there's two running backs that are maybe worth considering. One is Kareem Hunt, also going Monday night against Pittsburgh. And then if you really yeah, want to do the Hail Mary. Say it. 
Mr. Dare Agunabalala. Is that Agun- close enough? Agunabalala. Agunabalala. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, you're starting Chubb, you're starting Najee, you're starting Joe Mixon. I mean, those are, from where I sit, three top 10 plays this week, right? Yeah, there's there's no getting cute with part of this. I understand you have some of the additional depth, but I mean we're talking again, so running back eleven for Chubb missing time. Mixon's running back three. Najee Harris is running back four. That's pretty cut and dry in my world. Yeah, I agree. And then when we move over to wide receivers, it's <laughs> again very cut and dry. I mean, you have Cooper Cup, arguably the fantasy MVP this year. You have Keenan Allen, who it's a little bit of a turkey matchup going up against Denver, um, but that you know the Chargers, it's a it's a must win. Um, then you got um, Debo Samuel, if she's probably in the top five for fantasy MVPs this year, um, and then Deontay Johnson as well. Um, I think when you look at all these guys, I think the only one that sticks out is Keenan Allen, and it's it's a tough matchup. Um, going up against Denver, there are no slouches. You know, that Vic Fangio team, that defense is tough. And I think if you don't start him, I think the logical potential replacement, I like Brandon Cooks. I think he's kind of been a solid play all year long. Um, San Francisco's a tough team, but, I mean, Cooks, I mean, he didn't play last week, but as you saw against Jacksonville in week 15, he went for 29 points. Seattle, 18 points. I mean, on the year, even with missing time, he's wide receiver 18. Um, if you don't go him, I mean, you obviously have maybe Jacoby Myers. Um, they're going up against the Jacksonville Jags. Um, some tight end options could be in play. I mean, if you don't go with Keenan Allen, there's a lot of options on the bench if you're stuffing, I think. Yeah, to me, Jacoby Myers was the one matchup that I was very favorable of. You mentioned that that Jacksonville kind of got torched a yeah. little bit with it. So I, I like the Myers play. Um, he's been he's been super interesting from a fantasy perspective with it. But I, I have a hard time benching a big of a name as Keenan Allen and trying to get cute in, in championship games. You live and die by your big names. You live and die by yeah. There's situations, I guess, but. I would feel I would have a real hard time swallowing a loss in championship week, benching one of my big name receivers. And that's just me. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think for me, if I mean, I think Brandon Cooks is a big name wide receiver, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I think if it was me, if it was my call, I would start Brandon Cooks over Keenan Allen. But I mean, Keenan Allen's no slouch. I, I mean, I'm stick with Keenan Allen personally. That's just me. Okay. I mean, when you when you have a championship roster, you have hard calls that you yep. need to make from time to time. So no complaints if you go the Keenan Allen route by any means. Yep. And then, of course, we have tight ends. Um, at this point, Stefan is only starting one. He is Mr. Rob Gronkowski going up against the New York Jets. That is arguably a top five play this week. Um, does have, I mean, Zach Ertz going up against Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's another top 10 play. I think even Higby is probably probably more a top 12 play. Um, so Gronk, if for whatever reason he's a late scratch, I think you feel pretty confident rolling with Ertz. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think I'd think i only go one tight end as well, and I think you got to go with Gronk, right? And yeah, like you've talked about, Brady's torched the Jets, and yeah. the guy throwing the ball to Rob Gronkowski conveniently is Tom Brady. It's... 
yeah, I think this is the play. Like, if you want to get cute with any of these matchups, the, the, mm-hmm. this is the spot where you can finesse your way into it. Yeah. And and like we've talked about, I mean, you can arguably make the play to put Zach Ertz in against Dallas for some yeah. of the other guys that he has in his flex positions. So it, who, so who do you think when you look at his roster is the weakest flex option or the flex option that is maybe should be potentially subbed out if push came to shove? Deontay Johnson. Really? Okay. Where where would you go? I mean, I'm counting, you know, Keenan Allen and like any of the running backs, like his flex potential options. Mm-hmm. So I would go Keenan Allen. Okay. It, I just, I don't know. I like, I know it's a tough matchup um, against Cleveland um, and, you know, Big Ben hasn't been great this year, but it's Monday night. You know, it's potentially Big Ben's last game home. Deontay Johnson just has such a high floor because of how much of the focal point he is in this offense. I, I think you got to stick with him. So conveniently enough, these are both matchup, you know, divisional matchups for these guys. Yeah. So week eight for Cleveland, Deontay Johnson, six receptions on 13 targets for 98 yards. That's 15.8 points. Checks out, yeah. When we talk about Denver, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Seven receptions on 10 targets for Keenan Allen, 85 yards, 15.5 points. Point oh, three oh. point different against against these guys going up prior to this. Uh, Keenan Allen was on the road for Denver. And then where were we at? Deontay was on the road as well. On the road with Cleveland. So both these guys get home crowds with it. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Just I like I like the comparison piece to it. Yeah. I mean, so obviously, you know, Stefan's got great players. You know, there's great options. He's, of course, the overwhelming favorite. I think the one thing that's just interesting about this matchup is. I don't know if your mic's going in or out. Can you define both these guys' teams? Can you hear me? Now I can. I didn't hear a single thing when you started off the sentence. With the last. Some of my best work. I'm sorry, man. I'm going to tell you that you're going to have to repeat that for 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 the seven viewers at home. Well, I'll, I'll try, but, you know, you, you can't really try to repeat perfection <laughs> is where I come from with things. No, but what I was going to say is I think this matchup is really interesting because I think one of the biggest trades kind of in the league is defined this year involving both these guys. Um, of course, you know, it's going to be the Ronald Jones trade. And I think kind of the catalyst to seeing Stefan's team come where it was is this trade because it saw him get Debo Samuel and a first round pick for Fuller Ronald Jones and a 2022 second round pick. Um, Debo Samuel obviously has been spectacular this year. He's been Cooper cup. Isn't your fantasy MVP. I think it'd be hard to argue that uh, Debo isn't maybe in running for that second spot behind him, but then he, he parlayed that first round pick along with another draft pick to get Deontay Johnson, who we just, spent time talking about so that was a huge catalyst for him but on the flip side even after all this after this ronald jones trade you know chair probably doesn't feel great about this it has time for redemption because of just how the galaxy sort of works with leonard fournette playing ronald jones is a must start so jared could maybe get the last laugh i think that's kind of funny how that works out though yeah and i think the other piece that you give jerry a little credit about here is Jerry's draft this year was very good. Kyle Pitts, he's got Waddle. 
with it. He's made some picks. Darnell Mooney he gets. He's made some picks through his draft rebuild that have really panned out. And like I give credit where credit's due. Drafting is a shit show. It's it's luck, it's hope, it's dreams. Jalen Hurts found himself into a situation with it. Um, and he didn't draft Jalen Hurts, though, did he? He got that with no. Sam. Nope, he got yeah. that in the trade. But he drafted. No, definitely. I mean, I think yeah, yeah. There's definitely been some good picks made. I mean, Jer had a lot of draft capital. He made some trades to get some picks, and they definitely worked out um, so far. So that's you know that's, it that's gives great those to of see. us in the rebuild rebuild leagues hope that hey, you can pick a couple of these guys. Be be not early in your rebuild because Jerry's made some a couple trades, but towards the end of your rebuild and be competing before you're completely done. For sure. I mean, I think as crazy as this sounds, I think you can really find yourself contending by if you do a rebuild, right. And you tear it down and get a lot of draft picks. I think you can really find yourself turning the corner by the end of year two through that second draft. And Jerry, you know, he obviously we're in year three of the league. So now I think last year you kind of saw he had all the pieces for the draft picks, you know, and last year's draft was amazing. You touched on, you know, he got Waddle, he got, you know, Kyle Pitts, you know, Zach Wilson, you know, remains to be seen. Travis Etienne remains, I mean, he traded him, but remains to be seen on that. But he got some players that worked out and that's huge. And I think you're right. There's been, in addition to those draft picks, there's also been some trades, you know, Jer's, you know, it's you don't get to this point by accident. You can get lucky along the way, but it's not just a. You know, anyone can't just get to this point like there does. There is a level of skill that kind of assists in the process to getting to this point. Yep. And I think for Jer's team, the nice thing is, is there is a foundation for the following years. There is still draft capital, draft capital. Wow. Draft capital Bad that boy. you have in future years that can assist you in rebuilding or, you know, not rebuilding, but getting more talent, trading for pick or trading for better players, whatever you want to do. So the window is firmly open right now for Jer. And it'll be interesting to see how the younger players develop. And, you know, the nice thing is you don't even need to worry about that because you can just kind of enjoy this matchup and, you know, see what happens in this championship game. Yeah, I think it's, it, I, regardless of what the projections say, this is going to be a hell of a championship game. All right. Well, let's make our pick then. Who who do you think is going to take home the year three trophy? Is Stefan going to prevail, go wire to wire as the favorite and champion to conclude the season? Or are we going to see a little surprise of the century? Surprise before the new year? Well, I guess after the new year. And see Jer be crowned league champion where you as, as much as i want to give my old man some upside credit to it i think there's just too much pivotal pivoting depth on stefan's side to recover of anything that could happen in the next two to three days mm-hmm. i'm taking stefan yeah it's just it's it's as much as i like some of the matchups on jerry's side of the ball there's just too much proven talent on stefan's team yeah, I mean, I'm always for like the underdog. I like to see him prevail. It's just, it's it's hard to pick Jerry when you just know like Stefan's team really needs to shit the bed. 
that that's just not a good spot to be in. Stefan's team is just so strong on paper. I just it's it's difficult to imagine Jared prevailing. Is it impossible? No, but I I gotta go Stefan as well. Any given Sunday, and like For we sure. talked about, Stefan's got two guys on Monday, so this could be a that could be the. D- He's got three guys. On oh yeah, three guys. Sorry, I forgot about uh, Deontay. Najee, yeah. Najee, Chubb, and Deontay. That's, I mean, and that's not going to be fun, too. Or, I mean, you hope you have a lead or it's close, but it could be a nail-biter. You don't yeah, I mean, it, you're hoping that if you're up just one point, you're putting all three of those fucking guys on your bench and you're not fucking dealing with it. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else? Or, I guess, third place game, we're going to barely put any time to this, but we're seeing Zane take on Mr. Kevin Ruth. Um, in five words or less, who are you taking and why? Kevin, cuz, Lamar, Gage, questionable. Zane, Jonathan, Taylor, David Montgomery. Yeah, some really good matchups there yeah. with it. it. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of big names on this side of the, these matchups too. A lot of questionable tags that are kind of going in here, but I don't know. That's what I got. Yep. I, I hammered Kevin from the beginning. I'm going to continue to hammer <laughs> to the fucking end with it. Your ride or die with Kevin at this point. I respect you it. You got it. All right. Well, I think we're done here. We will probably have some more podcasts. Try to get into the, the off-season spirit and give our three viewers something to enjoy. But Dan, as always, it's been great. Pleasure is always mine, sir. Anything you want to add before we wrap up? No, I mean, this is we'll we'll go into more in depth over the offseason with the six teams that made the playoffs and where they're sitting at draft capital wise, what they could yep. look forward to. We're not we haven't forgotten about you as we went through some of the shittier teams. Yep. Um, but we wanted to make this all about the teams that didn't suck with yeah. in particular the two guys that are playing for the championship here. Year three, it's crazy where time goes with it. Um, do we see a two time champion or do we see the third? one-time champion and we wait to see who can cement themselves as the king of the castle to start uh, we do got to figure out a trophy for this i know we had something in, involved in there i I need to talk yeah. to my tattoo artist and figure out if he can make that for us and kind of you know give a little retro side to it but not sure okay. it, it, it's probably, unfortunately probably going to cost a little bit of money with i like it, the see tease. He, we'll figure I'll, it out yeah we'll see what he can quote us out at but uh yeah, we'll kind of live the dream from there. But no, best of luck, Jerry. Best of luck, Stefan. I actually think I'm going to watch part of the games with Stefan on Sunday. So it'll be fun. Kind of, kind of, you know, seeing where, <laughs> seeing where this is at. Yep. Just just to watch him pace back and forth in, you know, in front of his massive ass TV in the basement. But uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a banger. Absolutely. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Best of luck, gentlemen.